Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's Freedom Friday, and time for another episode of Jeff Fry, an American conservative. I believe it's about time that we had a talk about a term that gets thrown about in our media probably too much, and that's the term of being woke or wokeness. And although we all sort of have an idea of what it might mean, It actually is a progressed term through the years. And as far as we can tell, it started somewhere in the early 1920s when a Jamaican philosopher, who was also a social activist named Marcus Garvey, included it in some of his writings. And at the time, he was asking black citizens to wake up actually, to wake up and become more socially and politically aware of what was going on. And shortly after that, due to the popularity of his writings, the black community referred to it as being woke up. Makes sense, huh? And yet it doesn't seem that until 1962 in the New York Times did a writer named William Kelly wrote a piece in that paper called If You're Woke, You dig it. And interestingly enough, in that particular piece, Kelly was defending the origins of the hip era at that time, or the beatnik culture, with words like cool and dig it, that it wasn't really within the white culture that started that, but within the black community, and the black musicians in particular. And in that article, he said that if you were woke... That meant that you had a relationship to black language, culture, and the knowledge of the social issues that happened in their community. And you had to be black to be woke. Now, up until 2014, the term woke or wokeness, pretty much unheard of by the rank-and-file citizenry in our country. But then there was the police killing of Michael Brown, which happened in Ferguson, Missouri. And suddenly, a group emerged called Black Lives Matter, which latched onto that word woke as their call to arms, so to speak, of being activists on the streets. Now, interestingly enough, in the years that have followed since 2014, this term of wokeness has actually become bipartisan. On the left, it represents political progressiveness, and on the right, the denigration of the leftist culture. And those on the left that claim to be woke, it means that they're identifying with staunch social justice advocacy and contemporary political concerns. Or should I say, say at least they're being perceived to have those concerns. And on the right, it actually is being interpreted from the conservatives to do away with political correctness and getting back in touch with with more of the traditional liberties that we experienced over the last 200-some years. And then as we've come through the last presidential election period, it seems that 
the meaning of woke seems to be less clear on any given day. I mean, after all, none of these recent connections of politics has anything to do with, with what, how this started sort of in, the, in 2014 by this renewed activism on police brutality. Frankly, the wokeness that people are clinging to, the non-black people, I should say, seems to have very little to do with Black Lives Matter anymore. This new liberal left definition of wokeness, or their woke class of people, they are now expanding this to lecture us about systematic racism, white privilege, climate change, gun control, and as evidenced by the Georgia election law this past week, even the way Republicans pass legislature. And actually, if you just go back a couple episodes, I did a podcast on racism and, and what is the definition? Is there a definition of racism anymore? And this kind of parallels along with that. Instead, the new modern class of wokeness is using this to cancel culture and also to push along critical race theory, which I again ask you to go back to my episode 11 where I give some definitions of what critical race theory actually is. And it seems more and more that this new class, people that have become emboldened, have actually turned into a mob. And this mob has spent the last couple of years looting, creating violence, toppling statues, and other items throughout American cities, supposedly to protest police brutality and institutional racism. Now please... Does anybody just stand back and, and look over the last 150 years? That's all you have to go back. 150 years of our country, where at that time we had legalized slavery, or indentured servants, actually. The black and Latino community could not vote. Frankly, either could women. And now we're in an environment where we've had a black president. We currently have a black vice president. We have many blacks serving terms in our Congress. We have the black community serving as governors and mayors in some of our largest cities in our country. And yet, we're still being fed this crock of crap that we're systemically racist in holding all these people back. People as cultures. Where is that coming from? How come we don't see evidences sitting behind those statements? And some of this just goes right back to our media because the media continues to be on the side of this cancel culture environment for purposes I don't really know, other than we're literally trying to reinvent how the United States is operating. This new woke squad is totally, totally out of touch with fundamental American values. I mean, we're talking about things like being responsible for yourself, getting a job and working hard, to get the things that you want in life. Not having to depend on the government to give us anything other than protection against foreign adversaries. How about the fundamentals of a capitalistic society where it's not evil to be rich? And yet these people seem to actually despise these values that some of us would think are the cornerstones of being a patriotic American. If we had a fair media out there, questions would be asked such as whether 
they know of a secret system within our United States which only allows white people to thrive. But instead, we keep, we, the media, keep fueling this narrative of slavery back in the 1800s to villainize those that helped create and defend this new republic of ours and make the changes necessary to try to fix some of these wrongs. Now, I know we're currently going through a court case in our country for a police officer that killed George Floyd. And only the court system will find out whether he overstepped his boundaries by kneeling on his neck for God knows how long. But more importantly, this court case might find out whether it was just a mean, angry cop that killed a person or whether it was a a mean white police person who decided to kill a black person. And I don't think there's going to be anyone, including myself, who will sit there and not say that there isn't racism across the broad spectrum of our society. But frankly, we should be trying to stop that from happening instead of using that as fuel on every single newscast, every single incident that happens within our country. Simply put, statistically, there is no massive problem with white police officers killing unarmed black men. Again, statistically, 90% of all black murders that occur in our country, at least for the past four or five years, have been committed by other black perpetrators, only 10% by white perpetrators, and less than 1% by police officers. So when is this woke movement, aka through the Black Lives Matter, when are we going to get to the point where a conversation has started from their side where the actual black lives matter instead of mean, angry white police officers that are perhaps involved in a couple of incidences in any given year? But the thousands and thousands of black lives, and they include children and women and innocent and drug related, all, all forms, when are we going to start looking at that as the problem? Like taking a look at any given weekend in Chicago or New York City or Baltimore City. When are we going to start having that conversation with the woke crowd? And when are they going to talk about the nuclear family of the black community? Look at that statistic as well. More than 75% of all black children are born out of wedlock. I'm sure I speak for a lot of other Americans on both sides of the aisle when I say that this political correctness, this wokeness, this, this systemic racism and all these other things, it's just absolutely ripping our society's fabric apart. And don't kid yourself, that's exactly what the liberal left is trying to do for us. Our country has operated in a two-party system since its inception, and it's worked very successfully. And the reason it works is because we're able to negotiate back-to-back, not all with one party. And when we hear about the elimination of this filibuster rule, look out, look out, America. If they get rid of that, we are as good as a socialist community as they get. When we end up with one side that can call all shots, I don't care whether it's Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter. When one person or one side can call all shots, it's no longer one side. Rather, it becomes an oligarchy. And under an oligarchy, it's controlled by relatively few. And as of right now, we have about 540 elected individuals 
which totally control the destiny of our country of almost 400 million. If we were to get rid of the second party, the Republicans or the Democrats, that number would quickly be cut in half and it wouldn't take much longer until that got down to probably just Supreme Court judges and the executive branch of our government. And that would be a sad day for our country because it clearly would be the end of liberty, equality, and everything that I've lived my entire life trying to defend and be part of and proud of. And I think we can again, but we better be careful. And this wokeness thing, dangerous, dangerous. But I thank you for tuning in, and hopefully we'll all get through this together, which is why over a thousand listeners each week listen to this voice of conservative reasoning and can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Podcasts. I am Jeff Fry, an American conservative. I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.